freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to episode number 129 of Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm the other guy, Dan Todd. If you could only see what's happening right now, I'm I'm being what fully, is happening? fully mocked by both Dan. I don't see and Ed. Mocking. Well, I mocked Dan because he was mocking you, and then I joined oh, in, so I felt bad. You're mocking me, Ed, for mocking her. <laughs> oh, well, I goodness. feel bad. Hey, well, we have a great show. You know, we just got back from Chicago, mm-hmm. and so we're kind of excited because it was a lot of fun. But today's uh, theme is lessons learned, and that kind of scares me because. Is she doing this for me? Is she? Are you going to teach me some lessons or what, Cheryl? I don't know. I guess we're going to find out. Um, first of all, I will say uh, we had a lot of fun. And uh, because I, I strongly believe the airplanes are, uh, you know, little germ factories, big germ factories. I've uh, I got a little bit of a sore throat and a little rough. Uh, so hopefully my voice will hold through the entire um show and maybe if it gives out i'll give dan a chance to actually say some stuff are you excited what (laughs) all right well let's just dive right in uh as dan said our theme today is lessons learned danny and i spent this past weekend at the gun rights policy conference in wait for it chicago illinois Yes, we did go talk about our constitutional rights as they pertain to firearms and self-defense in a city where the citizens have been mostly separated from these human and civil rights. While it might sound like an odd place for the Second Amendment Foundation to pick for their 500-person conference, it is helpful to remember that doctors visit the sick, and the well have no need for a physician. The conference was informative, educational, and peaceful. We had no picketers nor rioters, at least as far as I'm aware of. The convention was actually divided into two portions, AMCON, which encouraged the collaboration of people like Danny and I, who are part of the Second Amendment media, and the main event, the GRPC. The attendees were treated to a wide variety of topics from at least 70, 70 different speakers. We also enjoyed a co-ed concealed carry fashion show, which I partook in, and trust me, it is the only place that I will ever fit in as a runway model. So there was plenty of fun and meeting new people and catching up with old friends, but what were the lessons learned? 
As one person stated, we know that the rights restrictors are coming to take our guns. We know how they are trying to go about that, and we know mostly who the main culprits are. So why do we need an entire weekend to talk about all of this? I say the reason to come together as a group is to embolden and encourage the individuals who comprise that group. Alone, we can easily grow weary and tired of the constant fight. By ourselves, we can be tempted to mute our own voices in the public square because we will be shouted down and chased out of restaurants as Texas Senator Ted Cruz recently was. And in isolation, we can be silenced on our social media platforms for posting pro-constitutional videos and commentary as Dennis Prager's PragerU and so many others have been. In short, we can become worn down. So it is important to see and meet and talk with people whose fires burn bright with patriotism. It is vital to refuel our spirits with the words of truth written by our founding fathers and to understand that you and I are not alone but are joined together in the great responsibility as the bearers of that truth in this generation. When we stop, as so many of us did this past weekend in Chicago, and realize and remember the peril, the starvation, the loss of limb and loss of life our great, great, great grandparents endured to fight back the tyrannical British government and to secure America as an independent nation, our current challenges seem just what they are, simple distractions and occasional mild discomfort. We have to keep one eye on our past and one eye on our future in order to maintain perspective and not be sucked into the hysteria of the rights restrictors who desperately want us to buy into the notion that our cause for freedom is failing. If it were failing, the rights restrictors would be calm and quiet. Ask yourself, do they seem calm to you? All is not quiet on the restrictor's front. So, be encouraged, fellow patriot. Watch the craziness of the news with a sense of fulfillment that we are indeed making the enemies of freedom and independence very, very nervous. Keep talking, keep sharing, keep meeting with people who fill your spirit. Keep gathering in small groups and large because this is how we move the message forward. Freedom is only and always one generation away from extinction. But it is alive and well in this one. And because of you and I, it will be passed along to our children and our children's children and continue to be alive and well in the next. And through the pure stubbornness and hard-headedness of those of us who will not be cowed or silenced, we will pass these and all of our hard-won American values 
and lessons learned. Dan? I um, I saw at that convention this weekend mm-hmm. growth mm-hmm. and encouragement. Mm-hmm. I saw people that we had met three years ago mm-hmm. that were trembling up there speaking turn into powerful statements like Aaron. Mm-hmm. She did a fantastic job. Erin mm-hmm. Paulette yep. just took the head uh, position of, I think she calls herself collaborator, coordinator of the um, the Pink Pistols. Um, kind of now she'll head up Operation Blazing Sword and Pink Pistols, yes? Yes, and the challenge that she's going through, I, I just, I think that's amazing. Mm-hmm. So it was great. And, um, we, you know, we heard stories of people who had tragedies in their, in their life. Mm-hmm. And how they re- recovered. Mm-hmm. So it was just amazing. And it's we like also a big family reunion, right? And then we hear about like um, uh, the one um, I can't think of her name <laughs> right now. That her show, her radio show. Oh, Amanda Suffolk. Amanda. Cool. Amanda how could I forget Amanda? Hashtag I want to be like Amanda Suffolk. Right. And she's uh, just gone into, into syndication. syndication. Yeah. So yes. Amanda, I'm sorry I forgot your name. I'll never forget your face. <laughs> And I'll never she only forget calls you the famous Danny Todd. And I'll never forget the speech that you made that that uh, at the convention. I will not repeat it here. <laughs> I think that it would be banned in probably thirty-seven uh, states. But <sighs> it was great, and uh, we love you. It was wonderful. Okay, so we have a great show today. Our first hour, we have Paul Lathrop, Rob Morse, and Kevin Dixie. Mm-hmm. They all join us for a roundtable discussion recapping AMCON and the Gun Rights Policy Conference held last week in Chicago. Don't miss it because they have some exciting things to talk about. Well, let me tell folks who these three men are. They're Paul- fantastic. That's who they are. <laughs> of course. Paul Lathrop is the owner and co-executive producer of the Polite Society podcast on the Self-Defense Radio Network, of which we are also a member. Rob Morse is the host of the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast and the co-host of the Polite Society podcast. And Kevin Dixie is the owner and operator of No Other Choice Firearms Training, NOC, and the founder of Aiming for the Truth. Awesome, guys. They're going to help us kind of debrief and recap the weekend. It's going to be wonderful. Our second hour, we have Jan Woolbridge, creator and founder of Incognito Wear, fashionable and functional concealed carry clothing. Incognito Wear... IX makes it possible for everyday people like you and me to hide in plain sight. Their tagline is, never be a victim because of style. Be gun chic. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Absolutely. We also and have Logan. Oh, uh, go ahead. Go I was just going to say that it was one of her blouses that I modeled at the, um, the Concealed Carry Fashion Show. And I love it. I'm keeping it. I'm buying it from her. <laughs> uh, awesome. You look great up there. Just so did everybody else. I, I'm it was awesome. All right. We also have Logan Matesh, an historian and writer who runs High Caliber History LLC and has worked for museums with the NRA, the, I can't say that Smithsonian word. Smithsonian Institute. And the National Park Service. He is a frequent guest on NRA TV's Curator Corner and has served as an historic arms faci- facilitator for my series at the museums. Mysteries at the <laughs> That's okay. what you get for mocking notice, me at the beginning of the you show. Notice, I can I can read the first paragraph fine, but as the words get oh longer, my. longer. All right, what else did Logan do? Wait, I want to see if I can do that again. Okay. My mysteries. Mysteries. I know that. I'm just saying. Oh. It, okay, mysteries at the museum. Gun stories with Joe. Um, Mant- I'm done. 
Montaigne in a race gun gurus and American Rifle TV. He has a roundtable discussion coming up about the most interesting man in the gun world. And we're going to talk to him about that. We also will have our responsibly armed citizen report and Dan's commentary. Um. It's a great show. Stick around for every single second of it right after these messages. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I am asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Hi folks, I'm Don Carter. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are also proud to be members of the Self-Defense Radio Network. Find out more and check out all of the great content at selfdefenseradio.com. Net. And of course, I have to say that right up front because uh, the man who created the Self-Defense Radio Network is one of our guests waiting on the line. And I, I think I hear him snickering and giggling right now. Uh, this hour, we will have Paul Lathrop, the man I'm just speaking of, Rob Morse, and Kevin Dixie. All three are going to join us for a roundtable discussion recapping AMCON and the Gun Rights Policy Conference that was held last weekend in Chicago. Paul Lathrop is the owner and co-executive producer of the Polite Society podcast on the Self-Defense Radio Network. Rob Morse is the host of Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast and a co-host on Polite Society podcast. And Kevin Dixie is the owner and operator of No Other Choice Firearms Training, NOC, and the founder of Aiming for the Truth. Welcome to the show, all three of you. 
Great to be with you. I hear Kevin. I hear Rob. Paul, are you with us? I certainly am. Awesome. Great, great. So, Paul, I want you to go first, and I want you to tell us what AmCon is, since you are the founder and creator, along with your wife, Susan. Well, uh, I I may have been the, I guess, maybe you could, founder is the right word. However, the idea actually came from Gail Pepin, uh, Masada Yub's wife. Mm. She went, she went to uh, a podcasting convention in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, paid like $400 for three days convention. And when she got there, it, the big thing about conventions is the networking. Mm-hmm. And when she told the people there that she was a, in a, she had the Pro Arms podcast and explained that she supported the Second Amendment and her show was about teaching civilians the proper use of firearms she was treated as a pariah mm. so sad and, so stupid yeah you know yeah god forbid and we should learn thought, something from one another right exactly and she thought well what if we could do something where there was like a pod fest but it was for second amendment media mm-hmm. she brought that idea to susan and i and i got in touch with the folks at the saf and they said, oh, let's do this. We'll help. We'll provide the space for you. We're going to let you organize it. And we're <laughs> gonna do a, you're going to do a lot of stuff yourself. But we'll help you bankroll it. Well, it's and wonderful. That, yeah, that's, that, that's the big thing right there is the bankrolling. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to the people at the SAF because mm-hmm. hotels are not cheap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, especially that one in Chicago. It seemed like you know every time you wanted a glass of water, it was another hundred dollar bill or something. So, <laughs> oh yeah, it was a little crazy. Uh, their their surcharges, but um, you know they do have to make a living too. But you know we're small. We're we're it's our second anniversary, our second um, time doing the AmCon, uh, and I thought it just was brilliant and went over beautifully. And I I hope you were proud of of your efforts. Oh, I am so proud of what happened. Uh, and I got to give a ton of credit to you and Amanda Sufkul and to my beautiful wife, Susan. Uh, I, I was kind of the captain of the ship, but the real work got done by the sailors. And that, that would be the three of you. Well, you're generous. I, kind of directed things a little bit but you all just did so much work and I and you are the real reason it went so well well you're you're generous and uh, I'm I know I can speak for uh, Amanda and Susan both that we're just proud to be a part of something so needed and important and passing along excellent messages so Rob I'm gonna go to you next so um, chime in and tell us you know between AMCON and the gun rights policy conference did you have one sort of overarching takeaway from the weekend? Yes. You might have heard a story during the year, but this conference, both AMCON and GRPC, <clears throat> sort of brought the year into focus for me because mm-hmm. you saw the same thing repeated time after time. Oh, I had I was treated that way by media. All the people at AMCON have had similar experiences. For GRPC... 500 pieces of the puzzle came together mm-hmm. and we got to put it together. Oh, wow. I thought it was unusual that judges distort the law. No, we heard it case after case after case. It was not only the speakers, 
but the but the audience that mm -hmm. was a thrill for me. Mm -hmm. Hey, there's something we didn't talk about yet. Yes. And that was we got to say thank you to the people who did an outstanding job. We saw Stacy Washington, Bob Pincus, as well as Dan and Cheryl Todd and Kevin Dixie. I mean, what more could you ask for? <laughs> and Rob Morse, of course, and Paul Lathrop. Well, it was wonderful. It was a tremendous bringing together of... I mean, we still have our training wheels on, and then we're sitting there uh, next to Mark Walters, who's been doing this forever, and then, of course, uh, you know, the the granddaddy who who brought this whole thing, uh, just kind of paved the, the course for us. Um, Tom Gresham, of course, was there. So, and not one person, you know, makes me made me or Dan feel like we do have our training wheels on. They see what we do as just as vital and as as important as the guys that have been doing this for you know decades now um, and that is just a huge um, tribute to the kind of people who come into this world of uh, firearms uh, themselves and firearms rights um, so Kevin you're still sitting there all quiet which is very rare for you so <laughs> <laughs> just paying attention <laughs> and uh, you were a panelist at AMCON and you were also mm -hmm. asked on the spot, I might add, to be a speaker at the Gun Rights Policy Conference. So, and you just knocked it out of the park both times. So I'm going to ask you the same question I asked Rob. Did you have one overarching between the, the AMCON and the GRPC takeaway that, that you're going to go home and, and chew on or use in the next year? Yeah, you know, I would like to say that, well, first, I, w I would be remiss if I didn't say thank you to Paul, you, Dan, his wife, everybody for putting that together. As I don't think people give credit to how difficult it is to organize events and just how much pressure is on you. So truly kudos to you guys for making sure that that all came together flawlessly like it did. Thank um, you. You're welcome. No problem. And the, the, the biggest thing that I took away from it you know, even after listening to all listening. the stories and listening to all the people speak, uh, the biggest thing I took away from it is that people actually wanted to listen. Mm -hmm. People were absorbing information. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, to me, was the best thing you can ask for, to have everybody that's in this industry, uh, especially people that are faced with the media or, or, or the media, one thing about it is that we always have to go into a situation like we're right. So sometimes it's difficult to take a back seat and say, okay, let me absorb, because I'm so used to being on a defense and defending our rights. Oh, gosh, when you're right? in a room full of peers and a room full of colleagues and a room full of allies, now you actually get a chance to take those defenses down and actually absorb, which it can be difficult, but I think everybody did a wonderful job. So to me, that was the biggest takeaway. Well, I think that's awesome. And since I've got Dan right in my crosshairs here, sitting in the studio with me, I'll ask you the same question. What? And I, he hates the word takeaway. I do not know why. Well, this time I do have a takeaway. Okay. I really have a takeaway, and I never have takeaways. Okay. But takeaways have to be really worthwhile for me to really say something. But, Kevin, when you talked about the 21, 1921 uh, bombings or the Tulsa race riots, it really uh, mm -hmm. lit up something in my head and made me do some research. And what a terrible thing that happened. I don't want to make this show all about that. But I would like to talk about it later uh, another day because oh, people no, need to know. Oh, no, we're talking about it today. Well, you know, they had these riots, and, and then they covered all the evidence away, and they made they took it away from the history books until just recently. And, Kevin, you could speak more about that. It just it gives me chills to think about what those people went through. Yeah, you know, it was 
it was absolutely horrifying, the incident itself. And, you know, anytime any any person, let alone group of people, are, you know, targeted and tyrannized in this, in this country or anywhere else in the world, for that fact, it's horrible. I think that what I was, um, and I'm glad that you actually researched it, and I've been getting messages and emails and phone calls since the event mm-hmm. saying that people have done the same thing. Mm-hmm. And what I what I wanted to do was arm everybody. That's why I called it the, the uh, to arm the Patriots arsenal better, to give you more tools. So when you look at what happened in 1921, um, you know, bombing from the air by the state police in Oklahoma, uh, the citizens marching on that, that community and slaughtering them, and uh, law enforcement actually paying, you know, uh, contributing to that, it was tyranny against a, a select group of people. And it was, it's what people need to know, because that's going to help you explain to people why you need to, to keep and preserve your Second Amendment rights, you know, so close. And normally when we're talking about 1776, and look, that's great. That's awesome. And I, I will never tell anybody to stop. But when you're trying to talk to people that feel like they don't connect with that, just by the simple connection of saying that, hey, we weren't even by law considered humans then. Mm. So what else do you have? What else do you have where I can gravitate toward and understand my rights better? Mm-hmm. And then when you bring up times like 1917 or 1921, that is history that even America tried to, to Dan's point, tried to cover up. It's not talked about in schools. Mm-hmm. It's not It's not something that's uh, paraded about. That's because America was ashamed of what it did. Sure. Right? And we're trying to hide it. But no, sure. we need to own that. We need to say that's not the America of today. Mm-hmm. However, these are the lessons that we don't want to repeat. Exactly. And this is more of the reasons why we would need to all step forward and fight for every single syllable of every single one of our uh, rights. And uh, I just thought you, you handled that so brilliantly uh, because you did cause uh, the people in the audience to go, well, uh, okay, 21, I don't know, prohibition, like what, <laughs> where's he going with this, mm-hmm. right? And he, right. you know, and so you, you kind of helped bring it all back together that we are all in this battle together and it doesn't matter the, uh, the color of your skin except for that, and you use the word so many times, perspective. We've got to understand uh, that that one person's historical perspective could be very different from another's because of, you know, we've got a few stains and tears in our our uh, our history, the quilt of our history. Uh, don't ignore them. Talk about them. Figure them out. Uh, pick them apart and decide, well, what do we do with this? Because, you know, I really believe that saying that the those who don't know your history are most likely going to trip over that exact same stone again and again and again. Gentlemen, I'm going to ask you to just hold on for a moment. We're going to run away for a two-minute commercial break, and when we come back, we're going to dig in deeper about all that we learned, uh, all that we heard, all that we experienced in Chicago this past weekend at the second annual AmCon and the 33rd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference hosted by the Second Amendment Foundation. Stick around. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Potty Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Potty Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at polygoldestate.com. 
Auctions take place the first and third Tuesday of every month and are full of a great mix of antiques, collectibles, jewelry, guns, and coins. Visit our beautiful air-conditioned showroom off the I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 East Western Avenue in historic downtown Avondale. You will find a friendly and knowledgeable staff, comfortable chairs, and we even serve free birthday cake at every auction. Or bid from the comfort of your home at potofgoldestate.com. Don't miss out. Everything is going, going, gone at potofgoldestate.com. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And we are chatting, we're having a little roundtable discussion with Paul Lathrop, Rob Morrison, Kevin Dixie, about all that we heard, all that we learned, all that encouraged us uh, over the weekend in Chicago, where we enjoyed the second annual AMCON convention and the 33rd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference put together, brought all of us together by the Second Amendment Foundation. I, I just love everything that they do. They're such an important member-driven, member-funded organization. Um, so, Paul, I, I didn't ask you the question that I asked the, the others. Um, from the weekend, everything included, all that we experienced, did you have one overarching takeaway that you're either going to chew on uh, over the next year or really it, it's going to you know, propel you through the next year? Well, really, I had two things. Uh, First and foremost, and this really struck home, is that we are becoming more and more and more diverse mm -hmm. as far as a, a community. Uh, we had a uh, segment in AMCON specifically related to that, and they had a segment, actually several, mm -hmm. in, in GRPC dedicated to that. But... The, the diversity that we're getting, I think, can only help us. I, I hope that what continues to happen is we become more and more and more accepting and we become less like Dan and I, old white guys, <laughs> and more just a picture of America. Mm -hmm. Amen to that. And I think we are definitely on the right track. And there are going to be people that use exactly that point to try to come in and create division. I, you can mark my words on it because the powers that be, the rights restrictors that want all of this dismantled, this whole Second Amendment notion that they think is passe and, um, you know, something about muskets or whatever, they absolutely do not like unity. And that is what I saw and felt um, over the course of the weekend, uh, the preaching beyond the choir panel that we had um, at AMCON, where we have, um, you know, amazing people that have completely different life experiences coming together, all of us focused on the same goal, <laughs> preserving our, our constitutional, our human, our civil rights. Um, it's powerful. We had Erin Paulette. Uh, she just took over the uh, uh, Pink Pistols. She's also the founder of Operation Blazing Sword. We had Tiffany Johnson. 
we had Sarah Cade, who she was wearing her uh, a big lapel pin. I think it said, "I'm the I'm the token liberal in the room," or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of making tongue. What's that? That's the thing, though. She wasn't. No, she, there there was more than just her that could consider themselves liberal. Yes, and I'm I'm glad to see that. Yes, that is so cool. Absolutely. And and that's an encouragement. You know, if she wears that, it's cute and funny for the rest of us. But the other liberals in the room can actually, okay, I'm going to go gravitate to this person and chat with them and see, you know, how can we be liberals and also support the Constitution? Uh, it seems like an oxymoron to the those of us on the, the conservative side, but it really isn't. And it's beautiful that, that uh, Sarah and so many others are coming forward to speak. And then, of course, we had Kevin Dixie challenge us on our knowledge of history and it was just a tremendous thing yeah and I want to mention the liberal thing you know uh, when we started out at the radio show I would kind of say the liberals did this liberals did that and you know I've learned through these AMCON and through the GRCP uh, PC that liberals are among us and they support what we support the second right second amendment rights and things and that we should probably start thinking of another name for the people that are against guns, and that would be right restrictors. Mm -hmm. You can't call a, a liberal person a anti-gun anymore mm -hmm. because there's several. There were several at the group. Well, and there's people that have the big red R, Republican, on their chest that aren't right. really on our corner. Right restrictors. So, um, yeah, right for sticker for R. All right, Rob, I want to throw this one at you. So... During AMCON, Mark Walters was one of our speakers, and he was talking about the idea of the fact that we, all of us on, on this call, are the alternative media. And that, like, why? Why are we alternative? Like, who decided that? Who called us that? And why do we, why do we kind of nod our heads and agree with it? Um, I wanted to know if, if that piece stood out to you uh, the way that it did to me, and what your your thoughts were on that. Yes, it did. Really, it's a term of denigration. Oh, you guys aren't officially media. No one needs to listen to you. Mm -hmm. The truth is the truth. I mean, take Stacey Washington. She spoke the truth. She wrote the truth on a major St. Louis newspaper. She said, hey, you guys said the NRA's a bunch of bigots and bad people, and here I am, a six-foot-tall black woman, a, a former member of the armed services, I believe in Stacy's case, the Air Force. I resent that. Mm -hmm. And they, they canned her column. And she said, you can't do that to me. I quit. And now she's on 100 stations. <laughs> well, is that alternative news or is that the truth? And that's why I love your program, Cheryl and Dan. Thank it's you. about freedom. It's about the truth. Take it from any source you can find it. I wrote an article about that this morning, so I guess Mark spoke to me. I love it. You know, we're allowing somebody else to define us, and uh, I, I'm going to give more thought to that and, and figure out ways that I can really push back on that and make sure that, you know, nobody gets to label me, period, end of story. Um, and so, Kevin, I want to ask you the next thing. Argo J., who's a friend of both of ours, he is actually creating a documentary a crowdsourced documentary and uh, it's called black ops and it's about kind of changing the perspective of black people themselves as well as you know the rest of america looking at 
black people and firearms. Um, when I first came into this, I had no perception of that. I, I guess I lived in a cave or something. I, I didn't have any idea that there was sort of this this wall between you know black America and, and their Second Amendment rights. <clears throat> but something he said, I, I wanted to have you kind of speak on. He said, for the people who believe something is real, it is real. And I just think that that has reverberations and echoes in so many areas, I don't even know how to how he encapsulated it in so few words. And I just thought maybe you could um, kind of talk to that. Sure. So what what we what we have conversations about uh, is this. To that point, when people per- the perception is reality to people, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can convince, and this is the way I approach it, and I'm, I'm pretty sure Argo will agree, if I can convince a group of people culturally and racially, that another group of people is bad. So if I can convince black America overall that white America is bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then I can hyper-focus on a section of white America that loves guns, that are hunting, that are doing all this. I take their imagery, and I blast it as the role model of who I tell you is bad. Mm-hmm. I'm in your neighborhoods every day. I'm, I'm talking to you every day. I got media control. I'm showing you this is bad from the, the, the guy that, quote-unquote, I will call a redneck, to the guy that's the Marine vet with all the tattoos and a big beard. And if I can convince you that all these people are bad, then I can convince you everything that they love is bad. I can change your perception, thus making you hate guns as well, because guns are loved by the person I'm I'm convincing you is the enemy. Hmm. So your perception then becomes that portion of America loves guns, thus I hate guns because I don't want to be associated with them. Mm -hmm. And then you have the... Yeah, then you have the everyday perception of what are guns, uh, if you want to segment it down to the, the inner city urban environment, uh, whatever people are comfortable with, then you look at the perception of guns there. What is the perception of police? And then we all know how people perceive criminals. Well, those are the only two people that have guns in the neighborhoods. So if I don't trust cops, if that's my perception, if I don't trust criminals, obviously, and then all the white guys are bad, well, guns suck and everybody around them sucks. So thus... The perception is guns are bad, and that's what we're trying to fight. Well, and you are such a powerful voice to speak to that, because try pigeonholing Kevin Dixie, right? And tell folks why I would say that. <laughs> um, well, it, it's, uh, normally when you look at the debate structure, right, people want to poke at your weaknesses, right? So mm-hmm. when you look at the gun structure, it's, oh, well, you can't. The people in the inner cities, because that's the hyper-focus when it's debate time. Mm -hmm. Well, I come from the inner city. I am am from the quote-unquote the gutter. As bad as it can get, that's where I come from. Mm -hmm. Tombstone retailer at the corner of my street, city's largest cemetery, you know, a point three miles away from my house. This is what I've seen every day. So you can't can't debate me on that and what the community needs, because I understand firsthand how we need to be safe. And then when you try to say, well, you got to understand it from the law enforcement aspect. Well, I spent 10 years with a CDPD. <laughs> so I, I get and I understand what people went through. And it was in the same community that I grew up in. So mm-hmm. I, I get it from both angles. Well, then when you want to talk about, well, people with families, well, I'm a father with two kids, and that's a success story in its own, coming from where I'm from. And my kids are very well educated on firearms. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, administrators, my wife is a school principal. What would you like to talk about? <laughs> like, so whatever angle you try to come from, um, I'm going, oh, well, what about Christians? And I am a Christian and I do talk about firearms and I have those conversations with the church all the time. What else would you like to discuss? So it, it normally runs people to a corner and they just get real quiet. 
How about a used car salesman? Just a second here. <laughs> yeah. The way you I'm do sorry. it is darn near magic. Yes. Because yeah. you you brought up something that should embarrass at all. Horrible race riots. Some of them government-sponsored. Some of them certainly not stopped by the cops who should have. Mm -hmm. And you brought mm -hmm. us through all those feelings, the outrage, the anger. And then you said, wait a minute, where's where's the protective instinct? And mm -hmm. boom, you had us in your hand. Mm -hmm. I mean, the government disarms you because they want to make you weaker. Mm -hmm. And if you want to protect mm -hmm. your family, then the those who will say, use every tool you can. Here's a gun. They are your family. Powerful. Exactly. It's powerful. You know, I said he uh, GRPC. It's like he came out swinging, but then, he, but then he kind of brought us all in, brought us all in for a hug, and he said, mm -hmm. "Okay, now here's what we're going to do about it. We've got aiming for the truth, and <clears throat> and we could talk about that a little later in the show what that is. But that that's a program that Kevin's devised to to go into these communities and start healing them from the inside out. How to get a job, how to tie a tie, how to, you know, bring families back together. It's an amazing program, um, Paul. I wanted to, to talk to you about um, what Dave Workman shared with us. Now, Dave it has been a journalist his entire life. He always writes on, uh, you know, constitutional, Second Amendment uh, type of, of uh, articles. And he talked to us about integrity in journalism. And I made several notes, but one specific note that I came away with, and I'll let you go in whatever direction you want to with it, but... To, for me personally to remember that I'm not a journalist, right? I and this show and what Danny and I do, we are a conduit for the work of journalists like Dave Workman. Um, and, uh, oh gosh, his name just left me. Um, Stephen uh, Gutowski uh, and people like that. And for us to really be, be clear on our role so we don't go out there and inadvertently muddy up the waters. Uh, what, what was your takeaway from Dave Workman's segment? First of all, let me say Dave Workman is a hero of mine. Mm -hmm. I, I, there are a few people in the industry that I consider absolute heroes, and, and he is one of them. I, when, I, when the thought of Amcon came around, the very first person that I wanted to talk to us was Dave Workman. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, I think that resonates so truly that we are not professional journalists, but we may be, in my opinion, we may be just as important, if not more important, because we, as alternative media, give those people a megaphone. Mm -hmm. and, we, and we give them the opportunity to reach more people. That's kind of what I took away from him on that, uh, on, on his talk on that specific topic. Well, and we are so blessed to have people like uh, Dave Workman out there. And I really hope, we, so we're a family business, so we are always thinking about, you know, the next generation and legacy. And I really hope that he is training someone up in the ways that they should, do, should go um, so that, you know, when when he does retire, that we've got uh, some people in place that will continue to carry that banner forward. Well, he's not going to like hearing this, but I don't think I'm going to let him retire. Yes. Amen. He, he does so <laughs> much good work. There are others that are in line. Jen Jacks uh, comes to mind. She does an amazing job with bearing arms. Uh, and there are a lot more that are that are 
waiting in the wings to be the pre the preempted the the primary journalist in the second preeminent, thank you. Uh journalist in the Second Amendment world, but uh I've always thought of him as the king of Second Amendment journalism. Yeah, we're blessed to have him. All right, we're gonna break for another two minute uh commercial break. I want you gentlemen to be just kind of thinking about what it is you want to be sure our listeners know before we uh, break after the next segment that was an important moment or an important person or an important topic that you encountered while we were in Chicago at the second annual AMCON and the 33rd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference hosted by the Second Amendment Foundation. Stick around. We'll be right back. And we're back with Cheryl Todd talking about the huge gun buying event at azfirearms.com. Oh, AZ, I get it, as in Arizona. Yes, but... Oh, or AZ, as in everything from A to Z. Well, yes, that too. But what I'm telling everybody about is that azfirearms.com is having a huge gun buying event to buy your old firearms all across Arizona and everything from A to Z. That's great news. See, my grandpa left me an old shotgun and it's just sitting on a closet shelf at home. So I can bring that into azfirearms.com and sell my gun. Absolutely. azfirearms.com buys, sells, trades, and even consigns your old firearms. Any vintage, any style, military, long guns, handguns, hunting, or home protection. Single items or entire collections. We offer the highest value for your used firearms in a safe and friendly environment. Staffed by knowledgeable people. azfirearms.com is Knolltown Avondale off I-10 and Dysart Road. Come on down to the huge gun buying event every day through the end of the month at the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And for all your firearm and ammo needs, visit azfirearms.com. I'm Rob Morse from the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast. Each week we share stories about men and women who saved lives. Now I'm asking you to be a lifesaver as well. The Second Amendment Foundation protects our rights to keep and bear arms. They defend our rights in courts from coast to coast. Today, they need our help. Please go to saf.org and join the Second Amendment Foundation. That's saf. Don Collier here, letting you know that you won't get fool's gold at Pot of Gold Auction. They're the genuine article. Pot of Gold Auctions off guns, coins, jewelry, and antiques of every kind. Stop in and see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd in Avondale, Arizona for some live auction action. Or check them out on the web at potofgoldestate.com. Thanks for sticking around. You are with Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, your nationwide hometown gun shop. And if you've missed any portion of today's show, please go to our website, gunfreedomradio.com. Click the On Demand tab and binge listen to your heart's content, all 128 other episodes. And when you want to put a face with a voice, click the guest tab. You'll find photos, bios, and links to all the works of all the guests that we've ever had on. It's a tremendous resource. And, you know, we don't hate it when you spend time there. So I'm excited to dive back into the roundtable discussion that we've been having with Paul Lathrop 
Rob Morse and Kevin Dixie. We've been talking about our recent weekend in Chicago, where the Second Amendment Foundation brought together the second annual AMCON and the 33rd annual Gun Rights Policy Conference. And um, Paul, you know, I'm, I'm going to put you on the, the spot for a minute, and because uh, I know you drive a truck for a living, and you may not be sitting in your you know, with your command center and your, your laptop open and that. But could you try to remember to share f- with folks, like, what did we experience at AMCON? What different topics did we represent? What types of, what media, types of media were represented at AMCON? Well, there was really a lot of different. Uh, we, we tried to represent everything in new media. Uh, we had uh, bloggers, uh, specifically Rob spoke, and we had uh, <clears throat> filmmakers, we had video blog, what I used to call YouTube creators, but YouTube has clamped down on us so much. Mm. Uh, and we had uh, myself representing podcasters. Uh, we had something from everywhere. And more importantly, we had uh, one of the favorite panels I had had two very good friends in it and that was the self promotion mm-hmm. uh, panel and we had Shelly Hill and Yehuda Reamer on that panel I I love that because let's face it as as somebody that's into media in one form or another we're all a little bit extroverted mm-hmm. otherwise we wouldn't be doing what we do mm-hmm. however Sometimes we just don't promote ourselves very well. And I took two people that I knew that I knew did very good at that and asked them to share how they do what they do. And I think they did an amazing job at it. They so did. Uh, I love both of them and I learned so much from watching them. We also had an author, right? We had the author yes. of Good Gun, Bad Guy, Dan Wass. We had a host of a CRTV uh, show, Drew Berquist. And that's, you know, kind of one of those, somebody taking a big leap, you know, that's kind of, you know, uh, way out of what would have been my comfort zone. So it was important and exciting to, to hear from him, like, how did you move in this direction? We had magazine um, writers uh, specifically on the female market, Beth Alcazar. I love her. She just always does a great job. She's got a fire in her belly for sure. You bet. You bet. And can I can I bring up one more thing that I'm just absolutely pleased as punch about? Yes. In regards to Gun Rights Policy Conference, I have been broadcasting Gun Rights Policy Conference for four years now. This was our fourth GRPC that we broadcast on the Internet Live. Mm-hmm. And we've had moderate to good success up to this year. Mm -hmm. And then the Second Amendment Foundation this year said, YouTube is clamping down so much. Why don't y'all just go ahead and publish it and broadcast it on our Facebook page? Mm -hmm. And it blew up. We had, and this, this number has grown. I don't have numbers in front of me. But as of the time we shut down the broadcast on Sunday afternoon, we had over 115,000 people Mm -hmm. watch at least part of Gun Rights Policy Conference on Facebook Live. See, that's incredible. And we're going directly to the source. 
Um, you know, people give our president a hard time about his tweeting, but the purpose is to just go around all the filters, go around all the people that are trying to define him. Just like we were saying in the first segment, um, you know, when we were talking about uh, Mark Walters' comments that why are we alternative? Because the mainstream media decided that's what we are. Uh, so when we can go directly to the the end user, so to speak, um, that's, you know, that's powerful. It's wonderful. I'm so happy that we still have that opportunity. Uh, now that we've uh, tooted our own horn about it, Facebook will probably figure out how to <laughs> right make that not happen anymore but um you know for for this time it was important like living under that mute button (laughs) she's not letting me talk right now i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) sorry dan is out your finger at me like that cheryl stop it dan is under the mute button um so dan you had opportunities to talk with people that i didn't because I'm running in one direction, you're running in another mm-hmm. direction. Um, tell us something that was important to you during that time, even if it was just a, a, a chance to, to meet together with these people who we consider our friends on this call today, but who also fill our tanks. Well, two things. First is that, Paul, I want you to know that I had at least two speakers come up to me very nervous, unsure about their ability to speak, and they did a fantastic job with the comfort that you brought to that group. So thank you for that. And the second thing, that what I, I got most out of this convention is to hear the stories and the struggles and uh, the fun part of, uh, of people's lives. I mean, we talked to a gentleman that his, uh, his wife had cancer and they had kids and that he had to struggle for a year and they finally fought and beat and won. And we've heard stories, like I said, with Amanda, where she's taken her little radio station and grew it to uh, syndicate. So just stuff like that. And, you know, just to hear, like, what's going on with Rob and Kevin Dixie with the 1921 story. It's, it gives me chills to think about how fun this thing is and how much we learn from it and how it's going to affect us the rest of the year. Absolutely. Well, Rob, let me ask you, because I think you probably know Charlie Cook uh, as well, if not better than the rest of us. Uh, Charlie Cook is just a a party everywhere he goes, and he's also part of this Second Amendment media. Um, Talk to us a little bit about how he uses his platform to reach people kind of outside the choir in a different way than maybe Aaron Paulette, who is a trans woman uh, leading the Pink Pistols, or a Kevin Dixie, who is, you know, out there in the urban communities, uh, you know, saying, oh, you want to talk black? Well, I am. You want to talk cop? Well, I am. You know, all those kinds of things. Uh, how is Charlie Cook doing this, uh, preaching beyond the choir? With a smile, mm-hmm. probably with a joke and mm-hmm. a hee-hee. Mm-hmm. He, he does, Charlie does gun grams. Uh, it started with the 1812 overture, I believe. Da 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 da. Boom 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 boom. So he's playing a musical instrument and then firing a gun, and just did that. You can now go buy one for a birthday present for your significant other, and then he did riding shotgun with Charlie. Mm-hmm. The the sort. He is a comic, and although you wouldn't know it, he's an introvert. He goes to Toastmasters to learn to speak. He's one of those strange guys who could stand behind a trumpet 
and be in front of thousands and feel comfortable. And if you lowered the trumpet and went up to the mic, he has the same stage fright that almost everyone else has. But he's getting over it pretty quickly. Absolutely. I think he's an example, as I am, uh, that, you know, there, you don't have to have a background in any of this. You just start doing. You show up. I think that was a catchphrase that somebody used over the weekend or several somebodies. But we are so sadly out of time. Just very quickly, we have less than a minute. If each of you, starting with Paul, going to Rob, ending with Kevin, just tell folks uh, how they can reach out and find out more about what you do. Paul, go. Easiest way, selfdefenseradio.net. Rob. Self-defense gun stories, and uh, I'll leave the rest for Kevin. Okay. You can reach me at uh, NLC Firearms Training on Instagram and all the other social media platforms and Kevin Dixie. Fantastic. Thank you all for all you do. Uh, Danny and I are blessed and honored to not only know you, but call you our friends. Uh, I'll release you now to go out into the world and continue doing awesomeness. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Everybody have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Stick around. We still have another full hour of Gun Freedom Radio coming up right after this. When you're working hard to beat debt, you've got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of thousands of people just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, coins, high-end collectibles, to cars, boats, guns, and more. Get started today at potofgoldestate.com, or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more information, visit potofgoldestate.com. That's potofgoldestate.com. Hey, ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. 